0: The Ewan Grant Podcast, The Limestone Coast Triple M. G'day, it's Ewan. It's been an absolutely monumental week, not only in the Limestone Coast, but on the show as well. And during the course of the week, there's been some amazing guests. One of my guests came from Adelaide, but has gone on to an incredible acting career ncis has been on our television screens for the last couple of decades and the latest installment ncis sydney is about to kick off Mavorty, hazel is one of the actresses who has a gig as part of ncis sydney and she joins me for a chat Mavorty, hello
1: good morning hello
0: mavorni how did how did you get the acting bug
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know how I caught it. I feel like I was born with it. Um, I feel really lucky that I always knew that this is what I wanted to do and that I had parents that really supported um, to have a, a career that was, like, non-linear and creative. Um, so I owe a lot to my parents in supporting me, and I was lucky enough that I'm able to do it.
0: Now, tell me all about NCIS because NCIS has been on our TV screens, on and off for, you know, two decades now. To have a Sydney and Australian version of NCIS is absolutely monumental.
1: It's, it's unreal and overdue. I'm, I'm so excited that, you know, Australia gets to be shown on this on this huge platform and to have the legacy of NCIS in, in its title. Um, it's so surreal.
0: Tell me about the the first day of filming. I mean, how nervous were you coming into this as a gig for you?
1: Oh my gosh! That, the, the first time all the cast and all the cast met each other for the first time was on the way to the read through for the episodes which were being filmed and shown to Paramount and CBS people all over the world. And you know, we all jumped in the car and were like, "Hi, nice to meet you. I'm I'm playing Sean. I'm I'm playing Evie." and um we were all so nervous, but we didn't admit it on the day. So it took a couple of weeks for all of us to be like, I was really nervous at the read-through. And we're like, yes, yeah, so I was. I." Uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, you know, the through line for all of us is just, we're was, was so, so grateful. And it, it's not missed on us the, the size of what this means. Um, yeah, so we were all very excited and nervous and, and grateful.
0: Mavoni, tell me about your character first of all.
1: So I play um, Bluebird Gleason. Uh, she is an AFP, or she's a part of an outreach program. So she's not; she's still kind of in training. So she's quite young. Um, she's really enthusiastic, and she's a forensic scientist. So I'm kind of like the the Abby equivalent um, for the people who do want to make the correlation. So she's in the lab. She's hacking the mainframe. She's hacking into CCTV footage and wiping people's phones. So I'm like the tech girly
0: tell me about some of the amazing things that you got to do as part of the first season of NCIS Sydney uh,
1: i mean even in the first episode alone we we see so much so much of what's to come as well you know in the first episode we've got seahawks and naval bases explosions car chases shootouts like we don't hold anything back in that first episode and that's just giving you a taste of what's to come for for the rest of the season, explosions and you know, we also get to know the characters more in the classic NCIS style. It's like a glacial un- unraveling of the characters' backstories. So we get to know a little bit about them each each episode. So um yeah, towards the end of the series you get to know, you know, who everyone is and what really makes them tick.
0: Mavoni, does it does it surprise you and are you excited by the fact that we're gonna see you on our T V screens from tomorrow?
1: I mean, look, I heard the numbers of how many people usually tune into NCIS. I <laughs> got a little bit nervous, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it, I I don't, know, I don't know if it's going to feel real until it airs. And I don't know if the, the novel, I, I don't think the novelty of it will ever wear off. I'm pretty nervous and excited. I, I feel like I did from day one still.
0: What's been the most amazing thing you've been able to do as part of the, the first series of the show?
1: I mean, getting to work so closely with the AFP and with NCIS, because we do have NCIS here in Australia, in Sydney, so getting to work so closely with them was probably a highlight for me. You know, I feel like my idea of the job had come from, like, watching TV and film, uh, similarly to the audience, but then getting to meet these people who dedicate their lives to this um, was really sobering and it gave me a lot of respect um, for the reality of what the job is, that we're the pro- privilege to pretend to play.
0: Mavorni, for anybody who is at home and going, I'd love to be an aspiring actress or actor, what mm-hmm. would you say to them?
1: Oh my gosh, you can do it. <laughs> Believe in yourself. Um, you know, Australia is becoming such um, a hot spot for for filming and creating TV and films. Um, so hopefully we get to see more of Australia and more content being made here in Australia uh so you know you don't you don't have to be in la anymore uh it's coming to our doorstep
0: mavoni it has been wonderful to talk to you this morning i cannot wait to see the first app of ncis sydney and i hope you and i get the chance to chat over the course of the next couple of weeks or months and uh, and maybe chat again about your appearance on what is going to be a mammoth show
1: i would love that thank you so much for this morning it's been an absolute pleasure
0: Mavorni Hazel, you can check her out on the small screen in CIS Sydney. It all gets underway tonight on Channel 10. Now it's time to talk about some of the things that have been keeping police busy over the course of the week. Deb joins me for a chat. Deb, good morning. Good morning, Ewan. How are you? Yes, yeah, sensational. Now, Deb, there have been more break-ins. Uh, we keep seeing them. What's going on? Oh,
2: well, that's a good question, Ewan. Unfortunately, we're continuing to see tool thefts. Uh, thefts from motor vehicles um, and break-ins at a lot of our local properties and businesses. Uh, and in line with some of these break-ins, we're seeing quite a bit of damage done to the premises as well. So people are not only losing items but having to cover the costs of, of repairs. Um, this week at the moment is Neighbourhood Watch and Crime, uh, Crime Prevention Week, um, which runs all week until the 12th. Uh, and we've got members from the Limestone Coast Crime Prevention Section that are partnering, again, with Bunnings uh, and we'll be present at Bunnings on Thursday, the 9th of November, between ten and twelve PM um, or ten AM and twelve PM, uh, with lots of useful security and crime prevention material and advice. Now, yeah, do so you... neighbourhood? Yeah, sorry, gone.
0: No, that's all right. You, you go. <laughs> uh,
2: neighbourhood Watch Crime Prevention Week is all about promoting Neighbourhood Watch and for our community to become involved with that. So, about supporting our community. To utilise suggested security treatments to prevent them from becoming victims of crime.
0: 10am Thursday morning, right the way through to lunchtime, you guys are going to be out there. One of the other things we need to talk about, Deb, are uh, there have been some drink and drug drivers doing the wrong thing on our roads.
2: Unfortunately, there have, you and that's right, in the early hours of Saturday morning, the fourth of November, a 41-year-old man was reported for drink driving, returning a blood alcohol concentration of 0.131 fairly high his vehicle uh, obviously was impounded uh, and he had a license to disqual- immediate license disqualification and he'll end up going to court he'll be summoned to appear at a later date. and also of concern over the weekend there were five drug drivers detected by police in Mount Gambier and Millicent regions. The um, concern with that is that in addition to the presence of drugs in their system they were either driving disqualified, unregistered and uninsured, Uh, tested positive for multiple drugs or had children in their vehicles at the time of the offending. As we know, this senseless behaviour can have devastating impacts on our community and as a result we'll obviously be continuing quite a heavy focus on road safety.
0: Deb, we are going to catch up over the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk more about the issues that you guys are dealing with at Sapol each and every day. Thanks for joining us this morning and thanks for the update, all right?
2: No worries, thanks you and you enjoy your Melbourne Cup celebrations if you get to any of them.
0: Police have certainly been kept busy during the course of the week and as we approach another big weekend, one of the big events taking place this weekend is the Kunawara Running Festival. Anne Marie has all the details.
3: We're raising money for Breakthrough Mental Health Research Fund, which are holding the money in trust for benefiting our community for mental health and It's not only about the money, it's also about awareness and what's out there in our community. So we've actually got a mental health hub this year where we've got a variety of services and resources that people can come and check out what's available.
0: So when's the run taking place? How many people are going to pound the pavement this weekend? Well,
3: we've got 260 nominations at the moment and registrations don't close until this afternoon. We've got the 21.1K that's starting at 8 o'clock. Then we've got the 12K, 6K and 1K and a mini fun run for the toddlers. And then we've got the Wobbly Winery Walk, which the Coonawarra Choir will be sending off after we've commemorated Remembrance Day at 11 o'clock. So they're heading off at quarter past 11 and we hope they return at some early time to enjoy... The park with Scott Fink with music and we've got lots of food and cocktails and wine and all sorts of things in the park.
0: This weekend there's also going to be a show and shine up in the Kunawara and a whole heap of market stalls as well. It's going to be a fantastic day and a total day of entertainment as part of the Kunawara Running Festival. There's lots of other things going on around the Limestone Coast and let's kick off the weekend events with what's going on in the world of sport. There is... Tennis taking place. There is baseball and softball taking place out of the Blue Lake Sports Park. Mount Gambier District Cricket Association is back this weekend. Also, the Millicent and Court Cricket Association are in action if you'd like to go along to their games. This weekend... The cross-border series for the rugby is taking place. Uh, It all kicks off from tomorrow. And tonight, talking rugby, there is a Blue Lake Knights social rugby league league tag uh, event taking place if you'd like to come and try 6.30 tonight Molseed Park White Avenue in Mount Gambier anybody over 17 years of age is welcome to go along and uh, check out rugby and see if it's a sport for them as well also this weekend karting is in action out at Glen Burnie there's a whole lot more to check out this weekend. Farmer's Market on at the Cave Gardens kicks off from 9am tomorrow. The Farmer's Market out at Kalangadu is on as well. This weekend, games are being celebrated at the Riddock Arts and Cultural Centre. Lots of games taking place for the International Gaming Weekend. The Legends of the Lake Hill Climb kicks off this weekend. All the action starts from about 10 o'clock this morning, running over three huge days. The South Australian and Victorian Jim Gemboree is taking place. It's going to the Gemini car owners from right the way across both states converging on the Limestone Coast this weekend. And the Limestone Coast toy run is taking place this weekend as well. And it is going to be a spectacle. About lunchtime, they'll be traveling down Commercial Street. It is going to be a fantastic afternoon. And of course, a whole heap of bikes, all the riders, and of course, all the toys that they bring in will be at the uh, Raillands on Saturday afternoon as well, which will be fantastic. Now, finally, don't forget Remembrance Day taking place tomorrow. Remembrance Day service is happening right the way across the Limestone Coast here in the Blue Lake City. We will be commemorating at Ard Park. 10.40 is when it's all going to kick off, and uh, there is something special taking place tomorrow as part of the Remembrance Day services, a flyover happening at 12.20 in the afternoon. Bob Sandow from the RSL, he had this to say...
4: This year, it's being piloted by a young lad called Michael, who's contacted me, and we've made arrangements for Michael to fly in from the east. He tells me he'll be flying at 250 feet. A lot of people
0: say to me, Bob, we didn't hear it coming. Well, it's not a jet fighter coming. It's the Poseidon um, surveillance aircraft, and it's pretty quiet, but it's enormous. If you have not seen one of the Poseidon aircraft, let me tell you, they are enormous and 250 feet off the deck is going to be amazing as it comes down Commercial Street. So many things going on in the Limestone Coast this weekend, something literally for everyone now. I don't know whether you were watching television last night, but The Amazing Race had finished up, and there was an amazing piece of television, one of the sweetest things I've seen in a very long time on TV, that took place last night. Darren McMullen and Tristan Duggan walked away the winners of The Amazing Race, the Celebrity Edition, last night, but they did it in the best way possible. Let's talk about it. Darren McMullen, good morning.
4: Hey, good, Morgan. How are you?
0: (laughs) Hey, Darren... Tell me yes. how the journey for The Amazing Race started for you. Why did you put your hand up to say, yeah, I'll have a crack at that?
4: I've, I've always loved the show. I think it's one of the best shows on television. I've always watched it uh, growing up and and kind of fantasized about doing the show. So it was a no-brainer when I was approached uh, that they were doing a celebrity version. I was like, oh, wow, that is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Then I was told I had to do it with a family member, and I was like, oh, maybe not so fun. <laughs> <laughs> but... uh uh, luckily uh my uh my nephew Tristan had just come back from from the u k where he was living, and I thought, okay, great, he's the only person in my family I could probably put up with for that long and not murder so um it was it was great to do it with him it was great for us bonding and you know something we'll we'll have for the rest of our lives that we did together and be able to watch it with the family and all the rest of it so it really was uh an amazing race, and uh it couldn't have ended better just uh bit bit of a bit of a whirlwind. we were absolutely knackered. we were underslept, um, underfed, and a bit delirious, uh, and the heat was just absolutely insane. It's funny when you watch it on TV you get a you get an idea of of how hard it is, but not the full kind of account and and you you don't you can't really tell the the extreme heat when you're watching it on tv and and we're, we're just knackered the, the whole time so your brain's not really functioning at 100 percent so luckily um my adhd kicked in on that uh, final challenge and uh i i went into kind of a, a rain man mode or uh what to call russell crowe in a beautiful mind and i managed to pull out the bag on the on the very last challenge
0: did you ever think you were going to win the amazing race of celebrity edition
4: you know, I, I actually, you know, when you're on the race, you because you are so underslept and you, you live and breathe it every single day, you dream about it constantly. And actually about two months after, um, I couldn't shake the dreams either. You'd wake up in the middle of the night going, oh, my God, where's my clue? Where's my clue? I've got to get somewhere. And you'd think you're in some weird country and, that you know, you had to be racing. But uh, I dreamt about winning it constantly. I, I dreamt about Tristan and I. Coming up uh, in a crowd of people and and both saying, you know, Darren and Tristan, you won the amazing race. So it was weird how it played out when when we ran up in Malaysia and uh, there was that big fanfare there and, you know, the fireworks and everything else. And it, it felt exactly like the dream. But then, you know, we stopped and we had a little chat and we decided, you know what, this is been such a hard journey and these two teams of ladies have just been a complete inspiration and deserve to take something home for their charities we we would have been so upset if we'd made it that far and didn't have anything to give to the charity i feel the magic so it was was one of the nicest
0: things that i have seen on television in a long time did you and tristan sit down and, and decide that from the start of the race or is it something that just came to mind as you finished up
4: no, it was the night before, actually. I kind of was laying awake the, the night before, and I said, hey, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think if if we do win tomorrow... And at that stage, we didn't really think we were going to win because, as I said, there was a lot of challenges that weren't geared up for us, like dancing and singing and all this kind of stuff. Um, I said, look, but if we are in that position, I think we should... Maybe share the winnings with everybody, so the charity gets everything and and Tristan was immediately like, yeah, hundred percent I think that 's what we do so we didn 't tell anybody that we just thought you know let 's just play it out the way it plays out um, you know, and if we are in that position, then we can we can split the winnings with everyone so um, it was actually weirdly an added pressure for us because I, I really wanted to win so I could share it with everybody because I, I just didn 't know where everyone else's heads was at. i i don 't no, I don't think they would have done that, you know. Um, so I really wanted to win just so we could all win. And it really didn't look like we were going to. What they, You know, they try and dramatize it a bit more when, when you watch the cut on TV. So it looked like it was a lot closer than it was. It really wasn't that Emma and Haley were leagues in front of everyone all day long. Um, and then, of course, they've got this in the bag. It's what they do for a living. And they had such a head start going into that final challenge uh, and really Tristan and I kind of resigned ourselves to the fact that we probably weren't winning it. And then, yeah, as I say, that kind of, uh, uh, ADHD brain kicked in and, and it just picked up a lot of the really subtle, uh, anomalies in the photos that we've been given. And I just, you know, we, we nailed that challenge. Uh, well, when I say nailed it. I mean, I mean, it was still an hour, it was still an hour to piece that together, but, um, yeah, we, we walked out of there a good kind of 30, 40 minutes ahead of everyone. and uh, then But the episode before, we were way ahead of everyone, and we got lost <laughs> on the way to find Bo, and we ended up almost getting kicked out. So we were just adamant we can't get lost this time. Whatever we have to do. So we, we enlisted this young family with six kids, and then we made them follow us <laughs> right to the bitter end. And it was great. I thought it was kind of serendipitous because Feel the Magic, my charity, is Um, The only charity in Australia that looks after kids that have lost their parents and, uh, you know, one in 20 children have lost at least a parent. And that's not even including parental guardians and siblings. And you can imagine the implication that has on mental health and substance abuse and things like that moving forward. And what Feel the Magic does so well is is give those children just much needed grief counseling and and any kind of would be issues on the bud when they're quite small and also they 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 make lifelong friends that are going through the same thing as them because you can imagine if you are a child at school that's lost a parent and nobody else in your class really understands that you know they're kids they haven't had to deal with loss or grief yet so uh at least they get to meet a whole bunch of peers that are going through the same same thing as them and they can lean on them for the rest of their life so um, it was a great charity to to race for, and we really didn't want to let them down. So glad that we we managed to take home some money for them, and but also to split the earnings with um, Angie and Allie's Dementia Charity, and also um, Haley and um, Emma's um, uh, School for the Deaf. So all three really worthwhile charities that all got to walk away with something and it just felt like the right thing to do.
0: Darren, it really was one of the most beautiful pieces of television I've seen in a very long time. It was great to see you guys win. Thanks for dropping by for a chat. Thank you so much.